I'm going to start it right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh we get into a different uh, uh sorry i'm so confused i was reading something uh, okay yeah uh, Let, let's start this one over this is asinine radio <laughs> potting is hard uh this is the episode where we get into our fearless beer review we get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week and then we wrap, wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world my name is tyler way out there hundreds of miles away way out there in the ether it's jeff now, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And uh, thank you all for listening. And um, do you know what I just I just checked on, Jeff? That I, The reason why I got distracted was because I went and checked our voicemails, which I haven't checked in like a month. So, yeah, we, got, we did get a voicemail. <laughs> oh, we did get a voicemail, and we got, and we got a text message, actually. So yep. I'll read the text message first. Okay, sure. I don't know who it's from, but uh, this is what he said. He said, I'm from Missouri, and I found your podcast on the iTunes store today. I've been listening to it, and I enjoy it. Keep up the good work, guys. Also, you guys should be doing blood, the Bloodhound Gang. Oh. So I don't know who this is from Missouri, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for finding us however you did. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. We will definitely be doing Bloodhound Gang pretty yeah. soon now because it's, it's going to you know, kick up the the fire in us. Hell yeah, We're, we got we got to do Bloodhound Gang now. But uh, yeah, so then we also got a voicemail. Uh, I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to read the transcript because it would take me too long to set it all up to listen to. But this oh, is what it fun. says. Do you want me to? I mean, give me oh, a second why, to bring it up. We have a voicemail for a reason, and you you're sure, telling yeah. you, oh hey, we got a voicemail, <laughs> but I'm not going to play it. Like that's that's fun. That's like the kid who says like, oh dude, I just got a brand new Charizard. <laughs> Back in the day, and everyone's like, "Oh, can I see it?" And then, like, "Nah, I left it at home." Like that's <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I guess that's that was uh, uh that was fun. It's just I don't know how to do it. Hold on. That's a uh, that's the equivalent of, of like a conversation hinder there. That's interesting. There it is. That's interesting. Yes. That that's yes. interesting. That's interesting. You know. So that's all good. I'm pouring my beer right now, anyway. So okay. So while you're doing that, I'm yeah. trying to log in on my phone, yeah. so I could play the damn voicemail. Because you know we love we love to be prepared. Did you so. have you did you listen to the voicemail yet? No, I just see the transcription. Oh, but it's not like like the hyper aggressive sounding or, or racist or anything. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So there's no reason not to play it. Exactly. Oh, well then you should have been prepared. I, well, I just brought it up while the intro was playing. Oh <laughs> well, you should have been prepared. True, true, true. I should have. When you get these text messages, you you see who the number is that texted you, right? Correct, yes. Uh, okay. I'm not going to give out the number, but it's a number I don't recognize. 
uh, the area code I don't recognize. So. Did you type it into your phone to see if it was a saved contact? No, I haven't. I could. Do you, do Dude, you save? I'm, I'm, Jeff, I just, looked the, I just looked at this. This is all brand new to me right now. So well, I, haven't, I, I haven't had I a just, chance to. I just don't understand why you would set something up, why you would encourage people to, to use what you set up. I and know. then and then I claim I don't know what to do, boo boo. Because I forgot about it. I, I forgot about it until until I was playing the intro. I'm like, oh fuck, I haven't looked it up in a couple weeks. So there you go. So here okay. here's a here's a voicemail we got from uh, July second. Um, so here we go. Get ready. The word is something big is happening with Raul. That's all it is. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Yeah. Was that Raul? It might have been Raul, yeah. Dude, is Raul Mondesi coming out of retirement? Oh my God, what the hell? We talk about him all the time on the Fearless Beer Review. Dude, something's coming. Something's stirring up with Raul. <laughs> something's up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. I wonder, I wonder if that actually was him. I that don't had know. to have been Raul. Yeah, because I mean... That's, Raul's yeah, a, big, a, a big friend of the pod. He knows. He knows what's yeah, up. Yeah, he does. And it he came from a 714 up. number, so it's somebody local. Oh dang! Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, somebody yeah, old yeah. school local too, right? Because none of that six five seven oh, bullshit. That's right. Yeah, I forgot it. Orange County added that a few years ago. Fucking losers. That's right. Six five seven losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, dude! I'm totally stoked now that we got a text message and a voicemail from Raul. Or, I mean, the the text wasn't yeah. from Raul, but yeah, shit, yeah. That's so the text cool. was so actually like a really nice, like heart heartwarming text like a, like what a normal person would send somebody that wants to praise someone else for doing a good job yeah it was very it was very very friendly very very nice and so the area code is uh st louis missouri so oh. yeah so i don't know who this who this mysterious listener is but hell yeah dude We're, we'll do we'll do blood hunging sometime soon yeah so for sure keep listening thanks for listening and if you do want to uh, leave us a voicemail or send us a text uh the number is 503-893-5307 so send us something, you know, and tell us that how much you love us, because that's all we really want. We just want we just want praise in the end. So I just I go. want people to be very angry and, and and point out all the mistakes that we make and how terrible <laughs> of a job we do. That's that's more so than they already do. That's my preferable uh, mode of interaction. <laughs> that's that's what we do on the pod. Mm-hmm. We we only get negative reactions. But, Correct. Um, let's let's move on to our fearless beer review. Uh, I'm stoked. I'm in a good uh, mood now. And uh, Jeff, what do you got for your fearless beer review? Go. I I got something from Tombstone Brewery. Tombstone Brewery is over in Tombstone, Arizona, right outside of Tucson. Um, Tombstone's pretty popular. I don't know if y'all know anything about Tombstone, the area. But I know there the was pizza. A, there was a pretty big uh, fight back in the day there. There was a pretty big gunfight back in the day in Tombstone. But they make good beer. The the Tombstone okay. Brewery, that is. Not the OK Corral, whatever the fuck that is. But, um, yeah, this is the, the beer I got is called Now That's What I Call Hops. And it's in that font that looks like Now That's What I Call Music. Ah, and that's why you got it, huh? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a hazy. It's New England. So that's all right. 7%. So it's that's a oh, not bad. That's that's up yeah, there. You've, you're 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 coming back to the IPAs. I love it. I I, I like know. You're, you're I know. Again, even even Net- Sloan commented or mentioned he was he was like, "Is that all you drink now? Are you just an IPA man?" And I was like, "Get the fuck out! Get out of here!" But <laughs> I also you just buy- gotta get a mirror pond. That's what you gotta do now. Nah, I mean, I I I will maybe I will get another one 
or another little sixer. But I would also get their fresh squeeze mm-hmm. because to Mary Pond lost it, like the nostalgia is high, but I don't think the taste is still there. I think I think it's it's there's mm-hmm. been some severe diminishing returns on that one. I think so. I don't know. I, I yeah. just think it's a pretty damn tasty beer. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's it's fresh squeeze is good too. I think fresh squeeze is definitely better than than the Mirror Pond, but um, then the hazy fresh squeezed. Forget about it. <laughs> so good. With with the little vice that they got going on there and the thing. Yeah, the little vice. What did what did what did we what did we fight about a long time ago? I have no Couldn't idea what it was. It was yeah, it was either it was, it was really something about a vice. It was, but it was a really and then one of us said vice and the other one said it was something else, and it just became this huge fight on the pod. This it lasted like weeks. Yeah, it lasted weeks. Yeah, it did. Like, <laughs> like we came back with like like data to support our our thing. It was a structured <laughs> debate almost. It was so. <laughs> 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 we still don't even know what the fucking what it is. <laughs> it, it, but it is a vice. It is a vice. The vice is is squeezing out the, the hop juices. That's what it is. But, I, dude, I wish we could pull that argument. I don't even. I mean, it had to have been like three years ago when we got in that huge fight. Yeah. So stupid. Okay. Nah. But yeah, that's 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 what I got. Okay, so I have an IPA as well. From uh, DC Brow Brewing Company, uh, it's called Continuing Resolution. Uh, it says it's a retired beer. I, I guess they, they just don't make it anymore. And um, it's a seven seven percent. And it's a new. Ugh, can't even speak today. Gee, it's a New England IPA, so just like yours, a New England IPA. Um, and it, it pours very nice. The label's very boring. I've never heard of this brewing company. I assume they're in Washington D.C. But yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they are Washington D.C. So, you ready to just try our beers and then give it a read? Yeah, I got mine. I got mine poured up. I'm I'm ready to okay, go. Me too. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, yep. okay. Okay. What do you think of yours? I mean, if you're gonna name your <laughs> your uh, your beer now, that's what I call hops. I almost think that you would want to do like a West Coast style IPA, something something dry, something very bitter. This is good, mm-hmm. but it's 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 kind of misleading because because there's there's more citrus flavor than there are like a like a hop aroma, but it's good. It's really good. I just think that um, now that's what I call hops. Mm, well, there's not that much <laughs> hops in there, so whatever. You would you would taste, expect it to be say. like um. You would expect it to be um, like a um, a double IPA, like a triple, or a triple IPA, IPA or something, yeah, yeah. But it's a hazy, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's we good. have a three-point like rating system. Good. I'm I'm glad you're I'm glad you're getting back into the IPAs. That you're finally growing up. So I started I started you. my craft beer uh, journey on IPAs, and I'm going to end my craft beer journey on IPAs. <laughs> I mean, there's no other style to try that we haven't tried already. I mean, right? You've tried everything. Style. I never had like a Roggen beer. What's a Roggen, Roggen beer? beer? That's some what beer that? that's that's some like German beer that's made with uh with rye instead of barley. And so I I think it's like it's like it gives it like a pumpernickel type taste, like the pumpernickel bread. Ooh. Yeah. But I uh that's I've never had uh, that. I I just remember that because it had it has rye in it. I thought that was weird. And pumpernickel is fucking disgusting bread. Yeah, it's not good. It's not very good bread. 
That sounds disgusting. I don't even want to try that. Yeah. So we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your beer? The now that's what I call uh, volume 80. This is a two. This is a solid two. I don't, I don't think there's anything here that's, that stand out. This tastes like a pretty generic New England hazy IPA. Um, I like it because I think the title is cool. It's a little nostalgic. Yeah. It's kind of fun to talk about. It's kind of <laughs> fun to reminisce on those old, now that's what I call music comps, because those were some damn good comps mm-hmm. back in the day. And it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's solid. Get the fuck out of here. Those were All solid right. comps. That, that, was, that was before <laughs> were, comps became They were lame. not good. They yes, were not they were. good. They were they were chock trash. full of bangers at the time. Get it? You're trash. Uh, like half banger. Because half banger. Because every because they didn't have fucking got the life fourteen times in a row. They were trash. No, they were bangers. They probably had got the life on one of them. They probably had him on one, one of those those albums. No, that's what I call corn. <laughs> 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 that's the one they added on. <laughs> I'm seeing. I'm checking right now if they was ever on the comp. Uh, I I, nah. I feel like they were more like pop focused. Nah. It was, but every once in a while you get like an alternative band. Maybe but like now every morning by Sugar Ray would be like the toughest they've ever went. But I feel like they're very no pop doubts. Focused. No doubts. It's my life was on uh, one of them. <laughs> I don't know which edition, but that's already yeah. that, that, that's Corn already too old. <laughs> Man, God, the life is such a good song. It's fucking wild. It's my life's pretty good Wait. too, though. That's got a good little bass line. That's a good song. That's exactly how it goes, too. Um, did Did Raul uh, review your beer at all? I don't no? know because I can't find it on Beer Advocate. I, can't, I fucking don't like oh, Beer Advocate, okay. but uh, I don't. Fucking I don't know if he's on Untapped. So, but um, there's only 478 check-ins on Untapped. That's not a lot. No, but this brewery's not very big. So, all right. So, my my continuing resolution beer. This is uh this is actually really good. I'm gonna have to give this one a 2.5. This is a good mm-hmm. hazy. It doesn't say it's a hazy, but it looks like a hazy and it tastes like a hazy. It's citrusy. It's not super hoppy. It goes down really smooth. It's fairly full-bodied. This is a pretty well-made beer right here. I'm and for a brewery I've never heard of, pretty solid. So uh, this is also on Beer Advocate. There's only two two uh, two reviews and two ratings, and Raul is not one of them. So this is barely barely ever been checked in. So, but it's good. I really like this. The continuing resolution from DC Brow Brewing. There you go. Bow, bow, bow. Two point five, and you gave yours a two point oh. So two point oh. Yeah. We good with our fearless beer review? What do you think? Yeah, I, do you know what happened at the OK or uh, at Tombstone, uh, Arizona? Like do you, like the OK Corral, the, the gunfight, the the Wyatt Earp gunfight. Well, I I know 1800s? I know of it, but I I know of it, but I don't I don't remember the details of it. No. What? Have you never seen the movie Tombstone? I have, but I don't remember anything from it. I saw it when I was a kid because it was oh my, my it was Chris's dad's favorite movie. Yeah. It's, it's arguably like one of the best Western films like ever made. I know. I've always wanted to go back and rewatch it because I don't remember anything from it. I'd have been like nine, eight or nine years old when I watched it. That's too long. Nah, I know. I know. Maybe for movie life, right here at the castle. 
Yeah, do it. I'll watch it too because I have it on DVD. I don't know if Ryan. I don't know if Ryan can do that. I don't know if he could watch a movie like that. He it's, seems it's too chock like, full of it's chock full of, of of stars. Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's all I can think but of right it now. seems too serious for him. It seems like a too serious of a movie for him. Like he 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 primarily focuses on action movies or comedies. He doesn't really watch anything outside of that. So I feel like he'd be bored. That's true. It's a long movie too, right? Um, I think it's just like two hours. I think it's long. Oh, I thought it was one of those really long, unnecessarily long movies. Nah, it's no like Seven Samurai or whatever. It's, it's Gone with the Wind. Fine. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Playing in theaters. On All right. So tomorrow. What? In theaters tomorrow over here. Oh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Are you gonna go again? Uh, I went last year. Um, I might. It's worth it. It's worth it. I I think there's a lot of things that are wrong with the movie, but I do think it's an unbelievable movie. And my favorite thing about the movie is the set pieces. I just entranced by how they could do something on such large scales that long ago. I know. It's been almost 100 years. It's wild. It's unbelievable. So much attention to detail. The acting is amazing. The writing's fantastic. Man, that is a movie. That is a movie. That is definitely a movie. But like I said, there's there's definitely some some glaring disappointments. Well, I mean that's very wrong. But I mean we're not we're not going to get into the Gone with the Wind discussion. A four hour movie. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be doing that. It'd be like a ten hour podcast if we did that. Um, okay, so so let's move on. Let's get into our vinyl pickups. Um, what do you got? What, what did you pick up? And what what? How does that lead to your song of the week? What do you got? Go. I don't. I don't. I don't have much this week because this week I I I spent going through. I pu- I purged like sixty records from my collection, and then those records I just listened to side A of and made a decision whether or not I'm going to continue the purge or put them back in my collection for future listening. So this entire week was just literally going through. My triple P, my PPP, my my possible purge piles. That's all I did. So I don't I don't have a lot of of stuff. I only have two things, including my my album or my song of the week. But oh, wow. one thing I listened to uh, already a couple times is this this comp that I got. It's the comp itself is called a nice pair, and it's Floyd's it's Pink Floyd's Piper and then Saucer Full of Secrets in oh, yeah. a gatefold. And it was released right after Dark Side. And obviously it was released to capitalize on their earlier stuff with the mm-hmm. with the what do you call it? The success of Dark Side. And so uh yeah. that's what they did. And they, they released this thing. And but my version's like this Uruguay pressing, and so it's it's all so in weird. a different language. And so instead of a nice pair, it says like un agradable par or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> But it's, great it's fucking cool. All the track listings are in a different language, and I, I think it's pretty dope. And I'm, I'm happy with it. And I'm glad that I only have to buy this instead of having to buy two different uh, albums by Pink Floyd because those ones can be pretty expensive. But this was, yeah. this, was, this was an affordable deal for me, and I was, I was happy. Yeah, you got it's lucky. Cool. I, I would rather have that than have the two individuals as well just because it's such a cool yeah. – it's just so cool. R- really, really rad import. So – does it go for a little bit on how much does it go for on Discogs? 
It's like a $40 record, but I mean, oh, I just traded some records at the record show for it, so it wouldn't, didn't really cost mm-hmm. me anything, I guess. You lucked out. And what did you think of them? Right. I mean, their first two records. Uh, I mean, it's they're definitely fun to have. I I I think I think Piper is is uh it's 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 fine. It's fine. I think Saucerful there's there's more to it. There's more there for me. Or I think Piper is kind of like a novelty Pink Floyd album. It's just something to put in the collection. But it's still good. Really? I I've only I I really thought that you would really enjoy Piper because it's way more psychedelic. I really thought you would. I think it's just too I don't know. I think I think when you think Pink Floyd, you think like dark side and things that are like that. And so Piper is True. not like that at all. It's very straightforward and it is very psychedelic, mm-hmm. but it's more like a like a straightforward psychedelic pop. And there's not a lot of uh, deviation from like a formula. But even though Pink Floyd itself prides himself on making all of their albums based on that formula, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's it's fine. Okay. Fine. All right. So you got anything else to say about the Pink Floyd thing? Because we we did have some technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, you got anything else or what else? What else do you have? No, I was, that was, that was, that was it. I'm, I'm happy with that copy. So now I don't have to find two expensive copies of of those two albums. And, uh, yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. And, uh, so that, yeah, my song of the week, that's, that's all I got. Um, my, really, this is the shortest week for you. I know. Just like I said, I went through so much. PPPs, possible purge piles. I went through like 50, yeah. 60 of them. And I actually kept I kept more by Pink Floyd, the album more, because I want to watch the movie mm-hmm. before I fully commit to keeping or getting rid of it. Because I do think it's a good album. That's a good idea. But it's totally out of context. And I don't think I'm giving it its fair shake by not watching the movie. I want to watch the movie too. I've never seen it. I've been trying to find it online. Maybe we should do a pot about fucking that. fucking expensive and... I'm down. That's cool. Watch it on YouTube, man. Come on. That's not going to happen. Come on. We could we could watch it on YouTube and then live stream it while we both watch it. And we could do commentary on it. I mean, that's uh-huh. I'm cool with that. Yeah? yeah? Okay. We'll um, think about it. We'll talk about it. I'm cool with that. Let's give them something right. to talk about. Uh, dude, that is a bad song. No, it's not. So uh, what, what's this last thing you got here? Last thing I got is uh, I bought an EP... One of their three EPs by Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. And this is okay. uh, this is the first EP they did in what I guess is like a, a theme of a country. They're, they're country EPs. They did this one and then they did the Japanese one after this one. But uh, this one is all Australian artists or bands or groups or whatever. And it's only five songs, but it's a double, it's a double LP EP. You had double EP? Double. It's two discs. Okay, double EP. <laughs> five five okay, songs, two discs. I know, it's so cool. Though. I love what? it. It's a little <laughs> gatefold EP. It's it's cool. <laughs> uh, but they're 10-inch they're EPs, right? They're, they're seven or inches. They, oh, they are. Yeah, okay. they're 45s, but they, they, they play at 45, but they have the small hole. They don't have the big, thick hole like the 45 does. But it was like seven bucks. And oh, okay. like, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I would have picked it up. Too. Absolutely. But uh, the song I chose is All Out of Love, and that's by uh, Air Supply, the band Air Supply, the group, the uh, mm-hmm. electronic group, whatever the fuck you want to call that. 
awesome Australian band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you probably don't. People probably won't know the song until the chorus hits. I know the song. I mean, but. Oh, yeah. Did you know exactly what it was? Just off of the title alone, or when did you know what it was no. when you saw Air Supply, or when you listened to it? When I listened to it. Okay, I yeah. It. I, I, I know what it is because Friend of the Pod Sloan loves Air Supply, of course, and so he uh, he has a lot of their albums. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, yeah, dude, this is a classic song. This is one of those yeah. songs that you know the chorus to, but it's, it's this dumb fucking song. But of course, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's Church It Up, and it's fantastic. It is. So... Here's a here's all out of love from me first. There you go all out of love the cover that me first in the gimme gimme's did of air supply i think it's a fucking amazing cover it's so it's so um not only catchy but it's just very laid back it's a laid back punk song yeah i think it's fantastic it's, and then i tried looking it up what so what were you gonna say i, I was gonna say that the, the song itself is is a is one of those songs that because the genre is so I fucking cannot stand that genre, but that is such a cool chorus and it's so catchy and it's such a good chorus, but it's wasted on fucking air supply. And I don't care. I hate air supply. I know. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> fucking terrible. But I don't, I say, I tried looking it up to see if there was any connection, but is that opening riff, is that rise above from black flag? Oh, that I knew I, it, it has to be something it's, that, that like decrescendoing, Fall. We're gonna rise above. We're gonna rise above. It it has to be. And the that's it's totally black flag. Because they, I mean, do they do that so much? And almost every one of their songs, there's some type of 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 other punk influence or interpolation where they use a small riff. So I was actually trying to figure that out, what that was, because that's that's something, and that makes sense. It didn't dawn on me the first time I listened to it today, but just right now when I was playing it, I started singing the Rise Above uh, 
you know, that, that chorus, the rise above, we're going to rise above. And then I realized, oh shit, they, they had to have taken that. Like that was, that had to have been intentional. Yes, for Cause sure. Because they do it a lot. Yeah. They, they, they take little riffs here and there and they put them in there. They do it a lot. All right, it makes sense then. That's a, dude, Rise Above is a great song too. I love it. Rise Above, Rise Above. I need that Black Flag record. Need it. Double Nickel sells one, uh, an 80s pressing, if you want it. For how much? It's pretty pricey. $500? $500? <laughs> it's not, no, it's not 500 It's like 200 <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> uh, it's like when I walk into Radiation Records and I look at their wall and there's a $500 Walk Among Us. There's fucking all these old ass pressings for over two hundred dollars, like the entire wall. Yeah, this 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 damage that that Black Flag album that's been there for a while too. Because nobody's gonna buy it, and like actual collectors that already have it, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's so stupid. Oh, I hate vinyl. I hate vinyl. I'm 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 cool with my my fifty dollar eighties repress, but even like an eighties <laughs> repress was still fifty bucks. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. For you, at least. I mean, I just I but, traded vinyl for. I didn't actually pay for it. It was free. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, that's true. Uh, oh yeah, and you didn't even talk about the record show from this week. This yeah. Weekend, I should say. I mean, it, you don't you it, don't want to talk about it. It was a record show. <laughs> I don't know. I, I. It was our first time putting on a record show, and we hosted it, and a lot of people showed up in the first like two hours. Like a lot of people showed up, so. It was it was good because all the vendors made enough money to want to do it again, but nobody mm-hmm. made like a ton of money. And last last record show, I made I made like fifteen hundred bucks. This one, I made like five hundred bucks, which is a big oh, okay. dip. But we didn't know what was going to well, happen. You had a lot more last time. You had a lot more records you were selling last time though too. I had like yeah triple the amount. I had a lot more records. I had a, I had a, I had more than three boxes of stuff that was fifteen dollars or more. And I underpriced all my shit all the time, but it, it's it's funny too because because I don't know why I don't know if people think like us vendors who sell at record shows if we don't know what we're doing. But I price my stuff to sell. I, so everybody else that's selling the wall for fifty bucks, I'm putting mine at thirty five or forty because I want it to sell. I'd rather have forty thirty five bucks in my pocket than a sixty dollar record on my wall. So that's that's my mm. mindset going into this. And then I had this this English guy who's from Liverpool, and he comes at me, Liverpool. comes right to my little thing because I was at the door because I put the show on. So I put myself in the best spot. Comes right over to me. And he's <laughs> looking, he's looking through my stuff and he's like, "Hey, mate, your stuff's overpriced." He's like an old what? guy too, like sixty, seventy years old. He might as well be a million. I don't know how fucking old he was, but it, I, I just like <laughs> laughed. I was like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, it's all overpriced." I'm like, "Dude, no offense, man, but you have no idea what you're talking about." I said, if anybody here <laughs> is fair market or underpriced, it is me. I said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch you go walk around and look at your face when you look at everybody else's prices, and I'll be here when you come back. And sure as shit, dude, he came back later on. He didn't say nothing, but as he was leaving, <laughs> he turned to me and kind of like laughed because he was leaving with nothing because he fucking knew. <laughs> oh, that is so good. That is fantastic. Fucking guy, tell me I'm overpriced. Are you joking me? I'm like giving my shit away. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking British yeah, it was people, cool. man. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Right. What a fuck, eh? That was I, that was my that was an awful British impression. That was that was almost like New York. That was almost a New what York. What fuck, accent. mate? Oh, how can whenever I try to do an accent, I always just go uh. I just add these little grunts. Oh, oh. Little noises. <laughs> do people do that in, in England a lot? They just go walk around. Oh, uh, coffee. Oh. Uh. 
<laughs> I just think I don't you know. don't know what to say, so you just kind of have to fill the void. The word vomit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cool show. It's like I think whatever, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, All I right. I got, I got one week, good I thing, guess. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> that was a story. You know, the guy no, was an ass, but... Let me tell you about what the guy's wife said to me when I called, because it's it's hard to convey the <laughs> with tone with text. And and I I called, and the guy's name's David. And I said, hey, is David there? Who is this? I said, this is Jeff. Who are you? I said, again, I'm I'm Jeff. And I can already tell she's getting aggressive. And, and she says, well, who are you with? What, what do you need? What's going on? I said, is David there or not? Like... That's annoying. I don't need to identify my fucking self when I'm contacting somebody. And this is I'm Robin from Loxley. Like, no fucker, David there or not. I'm not trying to talk to you. And so finally I'm like, if 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 David wants to talk, let put him on, otherwise I'm just gonna hang up. And then I could hear her put down the phone and say, David, I I don't know who this is. I don't know who it is. And like she's like getting aggressive with him and he's like, Well, who is it? And she's like, I don't know who it is. And he's like, Well, would you ask for her name? And it was like back and forth. I'm just like, dude, I'm about to fucking hang up the phone right now. So when he gets on, <laughs> and he's like, hello? I said, hey, David, my name's Jeff. I'm with the record show. And he's like, oh. And then people, oh, no, no, I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I was like, dude, like, what's what's going on with your hyper-aggressive wife, man? And he's like, we get a lot of, we get a lot <laughs> of like, uh, solicitors. I said, why don't you just hang up? Like, I gave her my name. Like, Relax. But anyway, he showed up yeah. to the record show, and he's all buttered the whole time. He's all fucking cranky little asshole. But he had a lot of good punk stuff, but he was a cranky little butthole. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm not going to like, like him again. I find it kind of weird that they sell the landline. Because why would she be answering the phone? Why would, I mean, she clearly didn't answer a cell phone. She answered a landline. Correct. Right? Yes. That's weird. To even, and to even have a landline. Unless you're like... You know, in your 70s. I mean, we had a landline just weird. because you bundle it with your cable, but you don't, you don't, you don't yeah, plug but it in. Answered you it. Just, yeah, yeah, you, you don't, don't have a phone. <laughs> you just have the landline because this stupid fucking internet bundles with it and think they're, I don't know, whatever. But uh, that was, that was obnoxious and funny and very annoying. And I was super irritated <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Even though we got kind of what we wanted from him. Still, yeah, no, though. yeah, fucking though. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck That's me. what's nice about not owning a record store. And I was telling the other dude that Desi, the who owns Uncle Aldo's Attic, I was like, I don't gotta be nice to people. I don't fucking own a record store. I don't have to see these people. I'll be a dick. So the first thing people did when they got there, and they're like, Oh yeah, like where's my spot? I'm like right here. You owe me fifteen dollars. You owe me thirty bucks because that's their, their table fee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas like Desi would have to kind of beat around a little bit like, oh, yeah, just pay me whenever you can, like preferably now. Or I'm like, give my fucking money, dude. I don't care. I don't <laughs> so care. So good. <laughs> give me my goddamn money. Uh, that's awesome. That is so but was, awesome. But it was fun. I, dude, I literally stood up for, I was, we, we got there at like 1045, 11, and we didn't leave till midnight or like 1230. No way. Just because there were people still trickling in, and I was, and I was just like, dude, there's, I mean, we're gonna Uber home anyway because we were drinking all day, and yeah. I told Son, I said, we're just gonna like just, we had movies playing, we had music playing, so it wasn't that big of a deal, and people were still trickling in, so I still made like a hundred bucks at the end of the night. I said, as we clean up, let's just keep the doors open, and if people come in and want to spend some money, we'll do it. But yeah, I, it's good. 
dude, I drank a lot that day, but it was over the course of 12 hours. <laughs> it's like when I'm out there, we'll, we'll drink like fucking 20 beers in like a 12 hour period. Yeah. So like the or next like, day, more, which was, was yesterday, dude, I was beat, man. Like I don't, like, I don't, I'm not on my feet that much. I hit the gym and stuff, but I'm not on my feet for fucking 10 hours. I'm not, I don't serve or bartend <laughs> anymore. So I don't, I don't know what that's like. Dude, I was yeah. beat, dude. And I didn't even eat like all day until like 11.30 at night. That was my first meal all day just because I was there watching my records and stuff. <laughs> Oof. I got pretty toasty, though. That was nice. That yeah, was nice. Just shoot the shit with other people talking about music oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I was, I was making awesome, fun man. of people's music choices. I was, <laughs> I, we were having a good time. People were making fun of me. It was good. It was good stuff. It was a good, good show. <laughs> how, how was Sloan? Did he did he sell anything? He probably sold like a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Oh my god! He just he, he oh, needs yeah. he needs to learn how to speak first of all. Like like somebody came up and and some little girl. I actually felt bad for her, but some little girl. She's probably like fifteen, and she bought mm-hmm. one of my Ariana Grande records, whatever one it was. It was like twenty five bucks. But I had another one, like one of her Christmas EPs, which goes for like fifty bucks, and she wanted both. But she didn't mm-hmm. have the money, and she had to ask yeah. her dad. And I said, like, "Well, like, go, 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 tell your dad. Come back here with your dad, and we'll make a deal. Like, I, you, I want you to have both of these. Like, you've already bought this one, so I'll give you a big discount because I want to get rid of my shit. I want to take anything home. And so yeah. I, I was like, "Bring your dad back. We'll make a deal." And then she came back, and she was like, "Oh yeah, he said he said he doesn't want to spend any more money." And then I like I watched her go to her dad, and her dad's like a fucking handful of records. I just thought, like, what a <sighs> dick. What a dick, yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. Did you bring your daughter here to try and, like, it's like that scene in Half-Baked where, where, where like, the dad is trying to figure out how to bond with his son and they're both smoking pot in different rooms. And it's like, <laughs> hello, that's what you could do. Like, the records could be your bonding thing, but you took her here and bought stuff for yourself yeah. and then cheaped out. And I thought that was such a douche move. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's really but yeah, I'm out that. there. I'm out there slinging my records. If somebody like picks out a record and looks at it and then puts it back, I ask them like, "Why? Why'd you put that back? You don't want it?" And like, "Oh, it's a little too much." I say, well, "What do you got? What do you got?" That's how yeah. you make the money and like, bargain. Dude, I'm I'm just I don't have a lot invested in this, so I can sell these for less than even the low price that I priced them at. So I'm 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 a hustler, baby. Yeah, you have I'm a hustling. ton of wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine Sloan going out of his way to talk to anybody in a significant way. Yes. To make more money. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, what a guy. What a guy. All right. Yeah, it was so, fun. Yeah, that's it. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad it was successful. But I, I think it would have been more so if it wasn't, like, if there wasn't a giant storm going on in Arizona, like you said. I think yeah. more people would have gone out. So, because didn't you say a few people bailed on the actual record show, like vendors? Yeah, what, one vendor bailed because they had a, an emergency. In which, obviously, like the, like the first thing you think is like, oh god, right? You think like they're they're full of shit, mm-hmm. but they uh, they're not. They're really cool people, and they actually post on their Instagram like that morning, and they apologize mm-hmm. to their Instagram followers that they're not going to be there. And they encouraged all of their followers to still okay. go and support all the people that were still there. I thought that was really nice. But another guy bailed and said, oh, I had to work today. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Oh so my God. He's been blacklisted. Aaron Dunn. 
asshole. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Aaron Dillon. <laughs> no, Aaron Dunn. Aaron uh, Dillon would never do that to us. No, Aaron Dillon's too cool, man. Yes. Just that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is that all you got? Should we move on? What do you think? That's it. Just two this week. Okay. <laughs> all right, so uh, I'll go through mine pretty... I don't have a lot, but... Yeah, I'll just go through it real quick. So the first thing here is Johnny Cash. I got his album, Hello, I'm Johnny Cash, from that that big lot from a couple weeks ago that we talked about. Uh, so this is his 33rd album. Came out in Perfect. January 1970. Uh, this is actually a hit for... This is actually a big hit for him. Uh, the song, the cover of... I don't remember who did the original cover, but If I Were a Carpenter, uh, it's a duet he does, he does with his wife, June, and it actually won a Grammy that year. And the album itself peaked at number one on the country charts and number six on the Billboard. So even in 1970, he was still pumping out hits, which is pretty rad. On his 33rd 33, record. Oh, that's crazy. 33 albums 33 by 1970. Records, yeah. Probably, this is all probably within like 20 years too. Because I don't, I don't remember when his first record came out. But yeah, so this is, um, this is actually very good. Like I, about a month ago when I had, when I got those two live records, I was, I just thought, you know, this is all I want. This is all I need from Johnny Cash. But this album was really good. It was, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, I think if I ever come across Johnny Cash for cheap, I'm just going to keep it. Unless it's like some really bad gospel music. I'm probably oh, that's probably such it. good stuff. Like some of his, probably like a couple first, I don't know, 10 albums. I'm sure they're, they're pretty gospel driven, but it's got to be good. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I've never heard a bad Johnny Cash record. And then it makes me want to go and listen to the Rick Rubin stuff because Rick Rubin was on the Mark Marin podcast uh, last week and, and I was listening to it and they, they talk extensively about his work with Johnny Cash right up until he died. And they recorded like six albums together. And and Rick was saying that when, like, it was after his wife, had, after June had died and Rick said like his only, his only like reason to get out of bed and leave the house was to go to the studio. And because of that, they just recorded and wrote so much music together. And that's why there's six albums that Rick Rubin did with Johnny Cash within like a four year span or something like that. Something wild. Well, so I, I, I want to get more I into just, that. Yeah. I just Googled it right now. And his first album came out 1957. So 13 oh years, he had 33 albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's insane. That's so insane. Busy but, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this this is um. Oh, and then a, a, a interesting little story I heard that Rick Rubin was saying. So before, right before Johnny was gonna, right before he worked with Rick Rubin in like 1998 or 1999 or whenever it was, uh, Rick had actually gone to go see Johnny Cash play, and at that time Johnny was just like down and out. Like he was, he was not playing like gig, proper gigs. He was playing like dinner theaters. And Rick was saying like, he was playing like to people just eating their dinner and not even paying attention to him. He was just like Ugh. in the background, not even like on a stage, just like on a stool, just performing in the nineties. This was in the nineties and he was just down on his luck. And Rick went and saw him and was just wanted to work with him. So he approached him and said, you know, let, let's make a record. And that's where it all started with him and Rick and then Johnny finished out his life making records with Rick Rubin. But I, I just, I can't even imagine just knowing Johnny Cash and just how influential and larger than life his music and character was that this dude was playing fucking restaurant, not even bars, but restaurants in the nineties. 
that's it's sad. It's so sad. It's it's sad and it's it's like tragic. It's tragic because you know he's just like he still wants to do it, but nobody cares. That that type of yeah. like tragic sadness. Oh, yeah, it was like heartbreaking listening to Rick talk about it. But uh, whatever. I mean, in the end, he he made supposedly a lot of great music with Rick. So it's cool. It's cool, cool stuff. But anyway, yeah, so Johnny Cash, the Hello, I'm Johnny Cash record is fantastic. Go listen to it. Uh, the next one here, I picked this one up from White Rabbit la- or this last week. And it's um, the album is called, or no, the artist is Sun Ra. The album is called The Nubians of Plutonia. Uh, if you don't know who Sun Ra is, he's a very, very, or he was a very, very interesting uh, musician, mostly in the jazz world. And like world music a little bit, but this album was, it's just, I mean, everything I've heard from Sun Ra, it just kind of blows me away. He was just, he was so out there and so weird. And then reading more about him, I don't know how much you've, you've ever read about Sun Ra, but his like, his whole story and just lore is is so weird and just very, very interesting. And I don't know, he, he just, the way he grew up and how he changed his name to Sun Ra because his old name was like a slave name. So he wanted to separate that, separate himself from that. And for up until like right before he died, nobody knew when he was actually born. Nobody knew anything about his early life. (laughs) And then he, he like kept up with like this charade, not charade, but like he came up with this story, how he traveled. He was, he was pretty much abducted by aliens. And then he, he traveled to the planet Saturn. And that's when he had this huge awakening. And when he came up with this story, it was like, six or seven years prior to the very first abduction story in 1947. So he was talking about this shit years before like people, the first person came out and talked about being abducted by aliens. Fucking weird. And it's all been like, it's super weird. And it's all been like documented since he first, he first brought these stories up in like 1939 or 1940. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just very bizarre. And, And he kept up with the story and, People have said like he's never wavered on the story. There's never been anything significantly changed in his story about that abduction and his his travel to the planet Saturn. It's it's such a it's <laughs> so it's so interesting, so interesting. What a what a dedication to like the the con. Solid. I know, right? And then I was reading too because he he grew up, he was born and was raised in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and when he was growing up, it was obviously all segregation. It was all segregated down there, and one of the only places black kids could could go to a library was the the Freemason Library in town. That was the only place they were allowed to go, I guess. So he grew up reading like Freemason text and all these like crazy esoteric stories growing up as a kid. And a lot of people believe that's what led to his kind of a strangeness as a musician and and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, he's just. There's so much more written about him. I, I can't even like talk about it all. He's just, he was just so interesting and he was so talented, just extremely, extremely talented. And everybody who ever worked with him said the same thing. Like he was one, he was just one of the greatest musicians, composers of the 20th century. And then he's, he, he also like holds the record or one of the, the higher, highest records of most albums put out by a single artist in, uh, in the 20th century with over a hundred over a hundred records put out in the, in, from like 19, from like 1943 
until no, I think nineteen fifty three to nineteen ninety two when he died. Damn. Yeah, over a hundred records, and just ah, dude, you you just got to read his story because it's so interesting and how he put out the records. He would just record straight from the board, and then just put that put it on wax and then sell it right there at the show. No labels, nothing. So like collectors of Sun Ra are just they they go out of their mind because they don't know what's real and what's fake. Because there are so many, so many bootlegs and just everything. It's wild. Wild stories. But That's intense. Yeah. So go read up on Sun Ra if, you've, if nobody out there has ever read about him. Because not only is his music amazing, but his story is just really, really, really interesting. So one day I would like to do a pod on him, but <laughs> and there's a lot involved, but... It would still be fun. I, one day I would like to do because we've never done like a proper jazz record. Now that I think about it, never done a jazz record on the pod. I, I don't even know if we're still even ready to, to do a jazz record. I don't think so. It's it's too it's too complex for my for my little mind. So anyway, so I got that one. So I'm I'm slowly kind of building a Sunrock collection. I think I, this is my like my fourth or fifth Sunrock record, and they're all fantastic. So get into that. Uh, this, these next two I picked up from Radiation Records here in Fullerton. If you ever are in Orange County or LA and you like obscure punk or metal music, go check them out because they fucking have everything. Um, so yeah, the, I got these two records, both Black Flag. I got Family Man, their third record from 1954 or not 1954, 1984. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And then uh, their their EP, uh, The Process of Weeding Out from 1985. And um, so all I need now is damaged and then I'm good. That's all I need for Black Flag. And because Family Man is fantastic and I don't know why you thought I hated it, but it's their second best record. It's literally like then, half of what you hate most in music. I know. Just I know. people it talking. Is. Poetry. Let <laughs> <laughs> your fingers do the walking. Let the, your fingers do the walking. <laughs> I love it. I love his his spoken word. I don't know what it is. His spoken word just it's so cool to me. So yeah, half of that's my. Word, I mean, that, that was my favorite Black Flag album. Makes sense. It's great. Yeah. So and the covers all covers fucked up too. It's a fucked up cover. And <laughs> then uh, yeah, and then the process of weeding out their their instrumental like avant garde kind of prog punk jazz album they did. I loved it. I loved it the moment I heard it and I listened to it and I just, I think it's so good. It's such a great EP, but it's essentially an album like at 28 minutes. So yeah. got those two good stuff. You, cause you like that one a lot too, right? Yeah. That one was super good. It was, uh, I think that was probably like my favorite EP or second favorite EP. I think it was my favorite EP. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite too. Henry Rollins didn't do anything on it. It was, like I said, it was all instrumental, but it's it's a really really good EP. If nobody's ever heard it, go go check it out. And then getting more into like pop pop rock pop punk maybe. I got a uh, AFI's Burials record. Their ninth record came out in 2013. Uh, we we talked about this record recently on the pod when we did AFI a few weeks ago. So I won't go too deeply into it, but I'm really got, glad I got this on vinyl because ever since we did that episode, I've really. I've really enjoyed this record a lot more than before. So okay. I'm stoked on it. Sure. S- still irritated. I haven't got my new, the new AFI record yet. It was supposed to be shipped out two weeks ago. <laughs> Both but your copies? It has not happened. Yes, they have not shipped <laughs> out. And then 
fucking like a week, not even a week ago, AFI posted on their Instagram saying, oh yeah, our new record is finally out in stores. Like the, the vinyl is finally out in stores. And then all wow, the comments were like, where's, so my, where's my pre-order? Yeah. Like every comment was like, where's my pre-order? What happened to the pre-order? No response. No response. Wow. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, the next three here, I got lucky with these three. I didn't, I've been like searching for deals on these three and uh and for whatever reason all within like probably three days these all popped up for cheap cheap for these and uh these all come from smashing pumpkins so the first one i have here is pisces iscariot the compilation that came out after siamese dream in 1994 and uh this is essentially like b-side the b-sides from siamese dream it's a great compilation. The songs are only on the single, like the, the individual singles from the, that record. And uh, I, I just, it's so good. And it's just, it's not really a cohesive album, but there's so, there's so many different things happening on it. And it's just fantastic. And I found it for cheap. I'm very stoked on it. And it's in, it's in great, it's in great condition. The jacket, the records, everything is in great condition. And I'm super happy I got it. Finally found it for cheap. Uh, for for Pisces, and then uh, I picked up Oceania, 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 mm. the Smashing Pumpkins record. This one was like half of what it normally is because it says it was warped. The re- both <laughs> LPs were warped a little bit, and uh, and they were no, they were definitely warped. Uh, they played perfectly fine. There were no skips, no loops. There was no surface noise or anything. But I don't know if it was my imagination knowing it, it was warped, but it sounds like it plays a little bit faster. Like his, 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 the songs just sound faster. And I don't know if that is a side effect of a warped record. Have you ever heard that? I, I think when you, when you think of like a warped record is you would think when, when it's going up and down, you're going to get modulation in the, in, the, in the quality, in the tone. Whereas it would slow yeah. down when it's going up and then speed up when it's going down type of thing, you know? So it's possible, but it doesn't, it doesn't slow or speed up. It's, it's a consistent speed. So I don't know. I, I I can't figure out if it's my imagination or if it's the warp. If it's not, if it's not slowing up and speeding down, that's, that's probably not the warp. That's, that's either it is slow or you're just crazy. I mean, I could just be crazy, but I mean, for the price I got it at, I, I not complain complaining at all. I think it, it sounded so good. And man, this is a, this is truly a forgotten gem in their, in their discography. This, this record was, it's fantastic. So I, like I got that, that one. one that, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, no, I remember you. Yeah. You really enjoyed it. And I mean, Jimmy Chamberlain's not on, not on it, but it was still a fantastic record. So um yeah so oshania and then the last one uh last pumpkins one is monuments to an elegy uh this is the one they did with tommy lee on drums uh they've always been kind of indifferent about this one but maybe because i have it on vinyl now i I enjoyed it more um but i got it for like 17 dollars because i've noticing i've been noticing it's going up in price like over the last like month or so so i'm really nervous that it's going to jack up to like fucking 70 dollars i'm going to miss out on it so I picked it up for seventeen, and yeah, it's it's a great record. Not their, not nearly one of their best records, but it's uh it's a it's solid yeah. output for nine songs, and it's just Billy Corgan, man, the guy, 
the guy writes good music. He's a great, great songwriter. I don't I remember this one at all. You don't? Not at all in any way. Yeah, Tommy Lee played drums. It was the last one they did before Jimmy Chamberlain and James Eha came back to do uh, Shiny and Oh So Bright. Came out in like 2014, I think. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. So it's... uh. It's a good record, man. It's a good one. So get into that. Uh, I got four, but I'll go through these quick. I got Metallica's Death Magnetic record. Ninth record came out in 2008. Uh, This is the last one I needed to complete my Metallica collection, so now I'm good with Metallica. I don't need Black. I don't need Load, Reload, or St. Anger because those are trash. I don't care for any (laughs) of the live records, so I got everything I needed. This sounds fantastic. It's a double LP. I love this record. Rick Rubin did a great job working with Metallica. Like, just... After Bob Rock destroyed them for almost two decades, you know, fucking Rick Rubin stepped it up and really helped them out. So great record. Get into that. This next two, I'm trying to just finish my my corn discography. So I picked up corns. Take a look in the mirror. Their sixth record from 2003. And then I picked up Serenity of Suffering, your favorite corn record. Uh, It came out in 2016. It's a great record, dude. So I'm glad I finally have these ones. Um, I just need... There's only one record that's no actually all the records that I don't have are expensive. So I'm just waiting for to find some sort of price drop because every, all the other records are at least eighty dollars and above. Which ones don't so, you have? I don't have See You on the other side because that's never been pressed. Uh the untitled record I don't have because that usually ranges from like one thirty to two hundred. And then Remember Who You Are, I don't have that ranges from ninety to about one fifty. And then I don't have Paradigm Shift, which which recently shot up in price, and now you can't find it lower than sixty. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. Yeah, but now I got everything else. So hoping for one day we'll get that that repress or we'll get that actual pressing of uh, See You on the Other Side. But anyway, see, so yeah, I got those two; they're great. And then that leads me to my final one and my pick of the week. It came from Incubus, their record eight. I picked this up from Port of Sound Records. Uh, last weekend and uh, it was nine dollars so <laughs> i can't complain it was nine dollars and uh i i mean i think it sounds really good i mean for a cheaper record and for a band like incubus i thought it sounds great and i've always enjoyed this record uh i didn't even i totally forgot until this week that skrillex produced this record and uh and i think the drum sounds are the wor- one of the worst drum sounds i've ever heard on any record they sound terrible just fucking terrible but the songs are there. the The songs are actually really good, but I think the production is terrible on this record. I I don't think Skrillex did a good job. But what are you gonna do? Did he produce the the entire album? So he there was one guy who produced the record. I forgot his name right now. But there was a guy who produced the whole record, and then the band were unsatisfied with it. So then they had Skrillex come in because he's friends with the band, or at least friends with Mike, and uh, and he actually re produced it remixed he actually remixed the entire record too so he mixed and produced this record and uh yeah so i mean the songs are great i i i think you even liked it when we did what did we do morning view last yeah we did morning view and yeah this album was surprisingly good like like later incubus was kind of hit or miss but this was definitely hit and this was pretty good album and i for sure would have picked it up for that price it would have been i like honestly this this record i think would have been way more popular had it been 
had it sounded different, had the mix been different, had the, the production been different, it would have been a great, 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 great record. Because the songs are there, the melodies are there, everything is there except for the mix. Oy, it's so <laughs> frustrating. So, uh, so yeah, here's, um, here's the, the song Familiar Faces from The Incubuses. you go familiar faces from incubus from their latest record eight all right so yeah i mean that's all i got do you got anything else to say about this this record or this song or anything no it's uh it's, it's good stuff and i mean i i this may even be the only other incubus that i would buy and keep on vinyl really even like even over crow left of the murder make yourself really yeah, I I don't I don't I I didn't think Make Yourself was that great. Outside of like the bigger okay. hits, even even the big hits, I I mean nostalgia aside, I, I think, think they're okay. Yeah, I feel like the hits on that record are the weakest of their hits. Still great though. Still great. Interesting though, but this you would actually pick this up. I'm proud of you. Especially for what, eight bucks? How much you wait for? Nine dollars. Nine dollars? Eight for nine? Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I got this and I got Valiant Thor for nine bucks. Oh, yeah. So, can't complain. Were there more copies complain. of those of those albums there, or just the ones? They were just the ones. Or yeah. no, they they, uh, they had more Incubus, but they were fourteen, I think, which still is a good price. It's a really good price. Yeah, it's not nine. <laughs> True. True. Okay, so um, so that's that's all I got for vinyl. You ready to get into some new music and other happenings in the music world? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we don't have much. Just just a few songs here and there, but. Uh, yeah, no new albums. Do you want to play any of these by any chance? Nah. Yeah, I don't either. So I'll go through them real quick. Uh, the first thing came from Thrice. They put out a new song called Scavengers. This is coming off their new record that comes out in September, I think. And then the vinyl comes out in October, which you and I both bought. 
We bought the vinyl uh, in lovely, lovely pink. And uh, I'm excited for it. And it was cheap. We saved on shipping. So I'm stoked to get it. I'm always down for more Thrice because I'm a Thriceman. I am a Thriceman. Uh, But I'm not going to play the new song Scavengers. It's, It's good modern Thrice. Let's just say that. Not the best, but it's good. It's not bad. <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely not bad, but it's not. I mean, obviously they've done better than this, but I really like their last record, Palms. I think Palms was a really good, really really good album. Ugh. But I'm hoping I'm hoping this new record's good too. So, uh, Code and Cambria put out a new song called Shoulders, and uh, yeah, it, I, I, it's very heavy, and it doesn't really sound like Claudio on vocals. Yeah, the voice has changed a little bit. Yes, a bit I, deeper. It's 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 a little jarring. It's a little weird. It's it's uh, it's it's good. I like it, but it's not it's not what you would think when you when you think you're gonna about to hear Coed. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. It's a, it's a very aggressive song vocally, musically, but it's good. I think it's I think it was a it's solid. It's a solid song from them. Yeah, I dig. Cannot complain. So get into that. Check out the new Coed and Cam- Coheed and Cambria song. And on Spotify, it looks like it might be for like a video game or something. I don't know if it's for a new album or what, but whatever. Go check it out. Mm. It's good. Uh, next thing here is this band called Clowns. I talk about them often. Uh, they're a great Australian band. And uh, they put out a new song called Sarah. And I will say, the the two new songs that they put out over the last few weeks, I think have been good. Like they're more like pop rock based rather than kind of what they were doing before, like the punk hardcore stuff. And even parts of the song kind of remind me of no effects a little bit. Kind of sounds like no effects. This Very is, different. this is fine. This is yeah, just, it, I don't know. This is so like typical. This is so, I've heard this so many damn times. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't it's think it was not bad. Yeah, it's not bad, but I'm not, I'm not rushing to go out and listen to more of this because it's, uh, I don't want to say that it's boring, but it's very, similar i guess Mm -hmm. i could see that and their last record was so good my last two records actually were were very very good but more like hardcore than this this is like pretty much all pop rock based almost yeah pop punk based so uh, get into that if you're especially for if you're from australia get into it go see them because they're playing shows down there so check it out um the band yes we just did one of their records a few weeks ago. Uh, they put out a new song after we had criticized them for so long. They put <laughs> out a new song without, you know, asking for permission from us. Uh, it's called The Ice Bridge. And you and I talked about it. And it's just unnecessary. It's not a bad song. But, eh, like, why? Yeah. Why do they do it? It's, it's a good song. It's a good song. Sense. It sounds like yes. They, they're checking all the boxes of what you want a yes song to sound like. But then you just you got to ask yourself like why, yeah, like, like with the amount of albums they've already put out with all with with the amount of gold they've already put out, like why, you don't mm-hmm. need to do this, and you I mean Chris Squire's not in the band obviously because he's passed away but, I yeah I just, like you said it checks all the boxes but it doesn't blow me away. It almost I don't want to say phone it doesn't sound like it's phoned in but it's just it's whatever it's whatever. It's it's yes they have a very unique sound and unfortunately much like my complaint with no effects is like it's just things sound the same a lot and yeah it's still good but eh, I don't care I don't care anymore. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I I don't really care anymore either about them. 
Uh, and then the last thing here is from Lord. She uh, she put out a new song called Stoned at the Nail Salon. I've I've been a fan of her. I think her two records that she put out over the last like six years or whatever. I think they're both really good records. I think she's she she was very popular when she came out, and then since Billie Eilish came out, Lord's been kind of like thrown under the bus. But I feel like Lord's music is I don't know. I like her more for what for some reason. I just I think her music is very interesting, but so is Billie Eilish. But I don't know. Lord kind of did it first, and I, she didn't do it better. She just kind of did it first, and it was it's always been interesting. So I, I enjoyed this one, but I'm not gonna play it. But it was good. You've never been a Lordman, huh? I mean, I, I don't. Her first two albums, I've listened to. I don't remember them. This this new one that's coming out, it has a lot of buzz, but. I don't know yeah. if it's because the music's really good or if it's just because she's like naked on her cover. I don't know. Cause oh, I don't really like the, it's, it's that upskirt shot. Like the, Oh, like, that if you yeah, saw, yeah, you yeah. probably recognize it. It's just, it's yeah, very, it's on Spotify. I've seen it. It's very controversial. It's very talked about, but this song doesn't make me think like this is going to overtake I mean, if we're just comparing it to Billie Eilish. Like this, this is not going to overtake Billie Eilish and what Phineas has to bring to the table. There's just no way. Yeah. For, for this song, I, I'd agree with you. Yeah, I'd agree with you. But it's still a good song. It's it's not bad at all. Yeah, I didn't hate but, it. Uh, that was cool. Yeah, it's cool, man. So yeah, that, that's all I got. New music wise, nothing really else happening unless you know of anything that you didn't write down, but. What do you think? Don't I don't, and I, uh, I didn't. Um, I don't know. I've been busy like for the first time in a long time. I just was busy this week. Weird. <laughs> Is what it's like being a normal oh, person. Oh man. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. But okay, so yeah, that, that's all I got too. So um, yeah, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And you know what? Thank you all for listening. Thanks to. Uh, the guy from Missouri and Raul for reaching out to us. That's awesome. And listen to the main, listen to the main episode. And that's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing as well. Okay.